Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to A Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick plays uh, smooth jams, soulful jams. They're designed to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who may have had a difficult weekend. Uh, that was certainly the case for Texas baseball fans. My man Harge, he's got some hope for you. All right? He's selling hope today. He's selling, selling hope and hope. change, man. He's selling Sorry. hope and change like the like Obama and the Catholic Church. Selling hope and change, baby. It's a beautiful is. thing. And you can go catch his uh, Harsh Knock Life where he's talking Texas baseball there and giving you some reasons to be hopeful about the Texas bas- baseball season, which has started a little rough. A little rough. It's throwing it out there. Uh, and did have uh, our good friend, you know, Fancy Boots, say it was the slowest start for Texas baseball since 2012. Wow. That's way, way back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So no panic button just yet. Harge will let you guys know mm-hmm. when you need to even worry about a panic button right now. Don't even worry about it. But Patrick's actually, <clears throat> he's actually doing the due yeah, diligence yeah, yeah. looking for panic sounders. Like, like, so. I'll worry about it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> let Patrick worry about it. That's why he's paid the big bucks. There it is. All right. We'll, come, <laughs> we'll get into some uh, Texas football conversation uh, next segment. We talked about this earlier, but Steve Sarkeesian, media availability for the first Texas spring football practice. And already, Lord fans are amped up. He's like, I guarantee you, Coach Sark did not think that everything that he said would be analyzed and criticized and ridiculed to this extent. But this is what it's like to be the football coach at Texas. Right. I mean, it's just the reality. That's why you get, why you get paid the big bucks. No doubt. Uh, so we'll talk about that. His controversial comments that he made that's got Longhorn fans. They're just, uh, I think Longhorn fans are just a little confused by what they saw this season, and the comments that Steve Sarkeesian made. But we'll get to those, and we'll actually hear from Steve Sarkeesian coming up uh, next segment. We'll do that in Rogers round today. We're just going to push back everything, and uh, we'll also get to Longhorns at the NFL Combine here in this segment, too. We've had some different uh, news stories that have come out, so we're just trying to make sure we hit all the hot topics. All right, let's start with the Derek Carr to the Saints. Then we'll make our way to the Jerry Jones Gaslighting, which I was like, yeah, I think it's proof that he's gaslighting y'all, man. We got two bits of audio I think we can play, and we'll play the first one, which I will say, honestly, is Jerry Jones criticizing Dak just a little bit. It's it's a bit, I don't know if it's critical, but it's definitely um, him complaining a little bit, whining a little bit about the contract that Dak has. Mm. And why would you whine about paying your franchise quarterback what he is? worthy of what the market says that he's worth so we'll get into that too coming up all right Derek Carr to the Saints first quick gentlemen let's get into that it is reported that Derek Carr has decided that he's going to the New Orleans Saints he's going to meet up with Dennis Allen remember Dennis Allen was with the Raiders way back in the day um Dennis Allen now is the head coach there he was the defensive coordinator there before Sean Payton stepped away so I guess reuniting once again with Dennis Allen but what are our thoughts about Derek Carr making the Saints a contender. The Saints are definitely, I would say him being on the Saints now makes them a playoff team, no question. No doubt. 
No, right? no I, okay. I, I'm a big fan. Yeah. They said I was looking at some of the numbers, and they came across as saying that nine uh, wins was with Andy Dalton. That's what they were saying the numbers were going to be, and it went to 9.3 wins with Derek Carr, and I think it's more than that. Really? Just yeah. point three more? Yeah. Point, and, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, and the, the thing about it to me that is really something that we need to think about is the fact that when you look at – uh, this team and where they are in that division. Think about it. Desmond Ritter is there. Kyle Trask is there. And we don't know who's going to be in Carolina. You got Matt Corral. Yeah, they could you know be something to draft. So, we don't know. Yeah. So with him going to that division, I think that's a great move by him. I think they got young wide receivers that can go and get the football. You don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara yet. Because of his 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 background and what's going on, mm-hmm. you still don't know what's happening with that. But we shall see. We shall see what happens moving forward. I like that defense. The yep. Saints defense is always one of the better defenses yep. in the league. And yes, if you get a healthy Michael Thomas, I have no idea what the hell is going on with Michael Thomas. I don't think anybody does. No, no. He, I mean he's happy to have Derek Carr. That's we good. know that. But I, I don't know if it's him. I don't know if, if he's like a quiet quitting type thing going on with the Saints or quiet actually hurt. quitting. I like right? that. I, I forgot what, about that. I don't think anybody. Yeah, really because does. he was like, the one that no one could ever tell what his injury was. Yeah, it was like it was like it was one of those things where they were like, emergency. "Well, he's hurt, but we don't like we can't say what it is." Or yeah, very strange. But you are a Raiders fan now, <laughs> so you have a personal connection with the divorce of uh, the Raiders from Derek Carr. What are your thoughts about Derek Carr? You got the chance to see him up close and personal. Some people say he's on the decline. Is he? You saw more. No, of him than I mean, I think that uh, I, I think that it, the decline would have been he was in a new offense that he wasn't built for him, and that was set up for him to fail. Like that often, he was never going to be the future quarterback for for McDaniel's. He just didn't want him there. So I think that put into some of it. Now you're going to go into a place where Dennis Allen can help you get a little bit better. Of hey man, I know what Derek Carr is. I know what he did before. He's a smarter quarterback than he was when he was younger. I, I think you can do a lot of things. It is going to depend on if Michael Thomas can come back because now that opens you up to a better weapon. Uh, because yep. and if Alvin Kamara is there, because if you're supporting weapons aren't there, then it there's not much you can do anyway. But you're in the NFC South. Yeah. Like, I, I think that it makes the most sense for him. He, you know, they haven't drafted a quarterback in the first two rounds. The Saints haven't since Arch, since Archie Manning. Yeah, that's not how they operate. But that was a Sean Payton thing, so I don't know if they, they're going to keep that. But, yeah. But, I mean, they Seems didn't like, do it before. They didn't do it before. That Archie Manning yeah. was the last quarterback yeah, they drafted they in the first two that's, rounds. That's weird, yeah. So, they don't, like, so for Derek Carr, knowing, hey, these are probably not a guy who are going to spend a lot of draft capital on quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So, I can play for the three or four years of my contract as opposed to going to the Jets where you know they're going to be looking ahead or going to Carolina where they already may have their next quarterback. Right. Like all those other places basically wanted a younger quarterback and we're going to use him as a stopgap. He didn't want to be a stopgap. He gets to go to to New Orleans now to try and prove again that he is a franchise quarterback and can be for the next five, six years. Yeah, and, and New Orleans gets another, like, a really loyal quarterback for this day and age. Like, Drew Brees was, yeah. you know, well, unquestionably loyal to, like, the community. And Derek Carr's one of those guys. You know, he, he loved the Raider he Nation and, organization. And, and he still has not talked trash on him. No. Yeah. No, he knew better. He's been given an opportunity to, to even trash Josh McDaniels, and he won't do it. No. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm moving on. I, I think he realized, yeah, he, he had good advice behind him that was like, you can do this all in a book when you get older. But while you're in the game, 
Don't give anybody any more fodder and don't do anything. Don't any, burn bridges. It's yeah, all right, yeah. It's like, wait till you're done with the game. But I think he's a classy guy, too. I don't know if he'll ever do it. I he's don't a, know if he'll a, ever do it. He's a classy it. I think if Josh McDaniels gets busted out of the league again and is fired after this year or something, I think down the line it could be like, oh, yeah, he was a terrible coach. On the Pat McAfee show or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think he could do that down the line. But he knows he knows better to do it right now because he's still going, hey, man, I want to go prove him wrong on the field. Like, nope. that's the best way I can prove him wrong is if I go win and make the playoffs and the Raiders are still at the bottom of the division. At the bottom of the league, then who then who was right? No, 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 no doubt about it. Yeah, no, I I'm with you. What they say, the best revenge is to live well. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is uh, not true, but <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree with that. But no, I I think it's going to be like I said. I think they're going to be a playoff team, and if that is their barometer for success, then I think it will be a successful transaction. And I'm, and I agree, Pat. He wants to be there for longer than just. You know, a one year, and he wants to build something more so than being a stopgap quarterback. So I, I like the move, and I love, I love their offensive coordinator. Nobody talks about PD Carmichael, but he's been like there forever. Yeah, yeah, he's been yeah. there forever. He was with with Sean Payton. He's a really good offensive mind, and I think PD Carmichael actually now has an upgraded quarterback. If if those, you know, Alvin Kamara, the drama there works out. With the legal case that he's got, if that works out, and Michael Thomas, whatever is happening with Michael Thomas, if that allows him to come back to the field, that's a dangerous offense. And then Olave, Chris Olave, that's a dangerous offense. That's what I'm saying. They got a lot of good players there. Yeah, that's dangerous, man. Yeah. Uh, You better watch out for that. Yeah. They'd be my pick right now in the the South. Right. NFC South. There's no reason not to. Just with that upgrade there. So, a good move. We'll talk some more about that uh, a little bit later on this week. I'm sure there'll be some more stories coming out about Derek Carr going to the Saints because this may be the first linchpin, the first domino, if you will, in the kind of quarterback carousel that's expected this offseason. And the Jets. Remember, they were a team that really liked Derek Carr. I was talking about they had great meetings with Derek Carr, multiple meetings, and they were looking at Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers. Well, they ain't getting Derek Carr. Right. So I wonder if the Aaron Rodgers decision, still haven't heard anything from the darkness retreat. Come on, man. If there was any, if he was enlightened during the darkness retreat. Let me talk about that, man. Yeah, we, hey, <laughs> darkness retreat, baby. Hey, yeah. he, he, was it four days? He, it, he, they said it was four days, but reports came out that he was only there two I agree. He probably was supposed to be for. He's like, I can't. I'm not doing it for two days. And he well, had I mean, light in there too. Well, yeah. Well, and also, go to the restroom. I'm gonna see where I go to the restroom. They got yeah, no come light. On, man. I, I'm gonna pop a squat. Now yeah. the thing <laughs> is, is if you're in this dark place, you don't know what day it is. It's dark. <laughs> yeah. So you may be just where like he walked out. And he was like, what "Was that like, seven days?" I'm like, Dude, it's been seven hours. Solitary confinement. That does, man. That's probably true. I, I will say this too: as you look in the quarterback carousel, Derek Carr's four year, 150 million dollars puts it about 38 million a year. And he got a no-trade clause. So when we're talking mm. about guys like Daniel Jones and Geno Smith and these other quarterbacks who are for signing, keep that in mind. That $38 million was for Derek Carr, a guy Ooh. who was cut. Right. So a cut quarterback got $38 million. Uh, Geno Smith, someone texted me and said Geno Smith might be getting ready to sign a deal too. So we'll look up that too because you're right. That's, that's exactly what you start looking at, the precedent that's been set. Yeah. And for Daniel Jones, yeah, he's in the – the Derek Carr value is going to uh, really affect guys, a guy like Daniel Jones and Geno Smith. Yeah. No doubt. Because they're I mean, in that same category. Yeah. And I mean, if we know the franchise tag right now for a quarterback is around $45 million, I think that's where most of these guys are starting the negotiations around that $45 million. Because they're like, what? So you're going to pay me $45 million because you're going to tag me. Yeah. So either you're going to pay me $45 million or you're going to pay me $45 oh. million and keep me long term. Here's the Geno deal three years, $105 million deal. Is that what they're saying? That's what I'm seeing from uh, writing from NFL.com. 
Well, NFL, at NFL, yeah. I mean, he says six Seahawks, you know, Smith agrees to three-year, $105 million deal. All right. Well, that's, a, that's a real good value for him. Yeah. yeah. He, had a, he had a hell of a year, but it was unexpected, and it is the we've never seen a quarterback trajectory and path quite like Geno Smith's, where a guy is on his, what, eighth year or something and then finally has his breakout year with, I don't know, was it his third team or something? It just it doesn't happen that way. It's great. Yeah. But I do wonder if it's sustainable or if it's uh, just a blip, just an outlier. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think it's sustainable, but I'm just saying we, we don't see it. Well, also, well, does he really want to go like test that? it on the free agent and go somewhere else and not equal it again? <laughs> and so it's like, man, I'll sign this with 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 Pete Carroll, and yeah. hopefully I'll be able to keep it rolling. But I don't want to go. And then the Jets are like, hey, come on back here. And you're like, oh, 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 yeah, PTSD. And Gina yeah. will get a. Uh, it says yes, yeah, worth it. But he can earn it with, with incentives close to like fifty something million in the first year with incentives and okay. everything. Well, that's yeah. So I, I bet it's front loaded. Yeah, I bet it's a like front loaded deal. They give them all the your, your cash over cap thing, Patrick. Yeah, give them all the money, and then they can decide to move on if they need to or want to next year or the year after because they got a lot of draft capital too. They could decide. They could decide to draft their quarterback of the future this year or next year. Roll me off. But yeah. I didn't write back. Hey, it's a great now story. He si- now he's signing them checks. Uh. Getting them big dollars, baby. <laughs> straight cash, yeah, homie. Yeah, straight congrats to Gino. cash, homie. All right, so uh, let's get to this this um, Jerry Jones sound, too, because Jerry Jones. Bring it back. Apparently, yeah, because I think it, it actually, I think it's perfect. Yep. It's a perfect segue because Jerry Jones is talking about Dak Prescott's contract, mm-hmm. actually. And he's talking about how it hinders their ability to build and construct the roster a certain way. Here's Jerry Jones. I believe he's on his bus. He definitely was on court. his bus. Because yeah, if you look coach. at the video, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, his, you, yeah. you will hear his bus. In okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's Jerry Jones discussing the Dak Prescott and the limitations of that, that uh, contract. It's uh, we we want to get all the help around him, but as we know, uh, with uh, when you have uh, uh, a competitive paid quarterback in the NFL, then you're not going to be able to get the most skill around him. You're going to have to pick your spots, and you're going to be a little slower one year than the next year. Not slow in terms of speed just at what you're doing. You you can't pay that position. Get documented. You can't pay that position at that level and take that much of the available dollars and then put the exact thing around him. When Dak first got here, we had one of the best offensive lines that, in my mind that had been put on the field in a long time. And he had that. And so we had skill around him, especially offensively. Well, when you do what you do today and you invest in a quarterback the way you do with these premium quarterbacks, that is diminished. That's automatically has to be diminished. And so when you ask me the supporting cast around him, uh, uh, it'll be hard to get to a supporting cast the way he did when he started his career. All right, Hard. Um, listen, I, he makes a great point. This, there's no question there's some merit uh, and the validity to the statement. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams, Cardi B size, making the stallion size, but is, yep, but who paid Zeke? Who, why is Zeke counting for over 8% of the damn salary cap in 2022? 
Whose fault is that? Thank you. He Dak accounted for 8.9% of the salary cap in 2022, and Zeke was 8.3%. Why the hell is he even close to Dak Prescott in that situation? You shouldn't even be close to him. Because he jumped, he jumped the line. Boom. He exactly. jumped the line. And that's a, that's a Jerry Jones issue. Exactly. And the Jalen Smith contract. Where's Catboy, Catboy, Catboy? Yeah. Was he not talking to him before then? Dude, you're overpaying for linebackers and running backs. Don't blame that on Dak and his exactly. contract. Dak is getting what he deserves. Exactly. That's <laughs> what the market dictated for Dak. You gave Zeke the money before he deserved it. You gave Jalen Smith the money because you thought he was going to be the guy, and he ended up leaving you because you cut him, because he wasn't good enough anymore, period. Even when he went to New York this past season, if you go back and watch the games, he was out there. Nobody remembered that. Jalen Smith was playing for the New York I remember, Giants. Yeah, saw that. Never one time did anybody say, hey, man, former Dallas Cowboy Jalen Smith is out there playing against him. It wasn't even part of the discussion. You know why? Because he shouldn't have gotten that money either. But when you look at the quarterback position, and we've seen it over and over and over again, the market dictated that you had to pay that. Do you think Geno Smith, even though he had a great year, do you think he's warranted that money? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. He's going to get 30 That's what I'm saying. But the, the, the market said it, and that's why it drives me nuts when people always say, Dak did this, Dak did that. No, no, no. Dak got what he deserved, what the market was saying, and Jerry and him decided to, to pay him. You know what Jerry's problem was? They could have got him the contract earlier, and, also they, true. and it would have been a lot less. Mm-hmm. But they waited. They waited. And then what happened? The market dictated. That's why the, the Ravens, they're sitting there. They're going to have egg on their face because they didn't jump on him when he got the MVP. The money would have been different. He had just gotten the MVP in the one position that is hard to figure out. And, Rod, you say it every single day. The quarterback position is the one that no one seems to get right 90% of the time. It's not that nobody gets it right. They just don't know what the hell they're doing. So you can get it right, but you you didn't do it because of your skilled evaluators. You did it because you lucked out. Most right. Of the, most of that court, but but you can help your luck. You're you actually can make your own luck, but you got to draft more quarterbacks and bring in more quarterbacks. Absolutely. That's the big discussion. But to your point, I, I, you're, you're around the money. No no question about it. Jerry Jones is basically asking us to <laughs> to. He's basically asking us to blame the shortcomings of the Cowboys on Dak Prescott's contract rather than the ineptitude and dysfunction of the front office and their decisions. I don't think he's just talking to us either. We're bizarro world right now. I think he's talking to Dak and Dak's agent too. Oh, for the future one. Because he's right now, they're discussing it because they need cap relief. So I'm sure they've already started preliminary conversations about if they were to extend him, what would those numbers look like? And I bet those numbers were not what Jerry wanted to see. So he's saying, well, if I pay you this much, then I can't get you anybody else. We're going to have to go with all undrafted free agent wide receivers and running. <laughs> I can't pay a single other person on my roster. It, uh, is, it, is, it is a strange amazing, message. You're right. That's a, I agree. It's a good point. He could be just uh, not only to the gaslighting the fans, but also a kind of a hidden message. To the agent and to Dak, like, hey, I need y'all to do that Patrick Mahomes deal where we get you for eight, nine, ten years, and then we get to stretch it out. Well, the but I don't think we know that. He also he also named out Tom Brady, who took pay cuts. Right. I think all this is a message to Dak at a point too of him saying, "Hey, you want to be great? 
then take a lot less money, and then I can go get you a bunch of other toys. Man, but it's but like, that's well, not the way it works, but, but that's he, the way Jerry wants it to work. Uh, that's a good point. But when Jerry had the discounted quarterback, you didn't go win a Super Bowl with him. I, you didn't even get past a divisional round with him. You, Dak, in 2016, Dak, your starting quarterback, accounted for 0.3% of your salary cap. In 2017, 0.4% of your salary cap. In 2018, 0.4% of your salary cap. In 2019, 1.1% of your salary cap. Hell, in 2021, it was still pretty damn cheap. It was only 8.2% of your salary cap. And you want me to believe now the fact that you got to pay Dak what he's earned? That's the reason now you can't get over the hump all of a sudden when you had the cheapest starting quarterback in the NFL for four years? That's your window, Jerry. That's your window. And You, you missed it. And you paid Tony <laughs> Romo with a broken back more money than what he was deserved at that time. After he knew he had the injuries. That's the part about it. Dak at least didn't have injuries at that point. That offense in that time where Dak, you know, like you said, a happy accident, Viagra, when it when that happened, that team was constructed for Tony Romo. They were like, ah, oh, we're going to give him the best opportunity. This is it. We're going to pay him, and then we're going to be able to move on from him. But the thing that continues to, to, the, to stand out to me is each year, each year, the salary cap moves. It goes up and up and up. And that is why people were so upset last year when you didn't let it play out with Amari Cooper because that wouldn't have even affected your salary cap at all. Nope. And you still would have had your quality wide receiver with your quarterback whose contract really didn't kick in until this year. You still would have been good. But nope miscalculated the market, went out there and said the wide receiver position is not the position that's going to get this money, and then everybody in the NFL paid for a top-flight wide receiver like it was nothing. Also, we don't want to hear it because we've seen what every other team can do. Exactly. Like, that's the other part. So I think all this is, I think part of it is the gas like Cowboys fans because Jerry Jones just likes to do it and does it naturally without thinking. He does. But, I, yeah. but the, when you listen to all the stuff he says, it seems like he's also kind of shooting a shot like, hey, Dak, we need salary cap relief. You're the guy. We think you didn't earn your contract last year. So I, I think you need to take less money. That's not how business works. That's not how anything works. But that's how cheap billionaires try and treat people. Hmm. And so I think that that's where he was just like, you know what? I'm going to try and push this over and maybe we can get a deal where I'll let Dak be our quarterback, and then he'll take a pay cut. And then, you know what, even if we're not winning, I can make a move every year and keep fans happy, and it will just be okay. And I'm fine with that because I like being in the middle. He loves being in the middle. That's what he says. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's frustrating because you see it in all the statements. He's trying to be complimentary, but then he's also saying, hey, the market value, which every single one of these other teams that's not on a rookie contract is paying. Patrick Mahomes – is got a hundred million dollar deal, and they're still out there competing for Super Bowls. They won a Super Bowl, so it's clearly not a problem. They did have to get rid of Tyreek Hill. They still have Travis Kelsey. Yeah, yep. but that, then the court then Eric Guitar Matt his point would kick in. He said, "You said Dak earned it. That's the issue. He hasn't played good enough for the money. He's only getting paid that much because of the market, not because of how good he is." I don't disagree with that, but that the market is what the market is. Exactly. If you are the starting quarterback, you are the franchise quarterback for a team or for a contract. You get that money. I didn't. I didn't make. Don't hate the play. Hate the game. Yeah. So I'm not hey, saying man, you may not be a fan of eggs. They cost what they cost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Inflation. Inflation. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, yeah. if, there, if there's if there's if a they shortage, hitting, they hitting. There's a shortage of eggs. Hey man. Hey man. Gases. We feel like there's a shortage of gas. Gas goes up. It's just that's the market. 
Uh, that is say, what it is. We, we can all disagree with it. Dane Jones is about to is. get how much? Probably thirty-eight some million dollars. Oh, Daniel Jones is about to get paid. He's about to get paid. Unless, any of us believe? Unless the Giants take my advice and supersize. Uh, I like your supersize idea. No, I want the Lamar Jackson move yeah, you talked size. about uh, last Friday. <laughs> you talked about just trade for Lamar Jackson, which. This is the thing. So tomorrow we get that Lamar Jackson news about yes. whether he's going to be tagged. Oh, he will be tagged. Whether he get the exclusive tag or the non-exclusive tag, there is talk at the combine he might get the non-exclusive tag. That the Ravens might be willing yep. to pay him the non-exclusive tag and then allow him to negotiate with the teams. There is a belief, and maybe it's collusion, that they it's a game of chicken going on. They 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 basically I think are going to bank on not there not being enough teams. To offer him the guaranteed deal he wants. Yeah. And I think he's banking on, oh, there will be a team. And I think there will be a team. Oh, there will be a team. And even if it's not, I think he's sabotaging relationship. I think at this point he wants out. Yeah. Irregardless of him getting a no, guaranteed be, deal somewhere be, else. That would be amazing if, if they do that. I don't I, think they'll do it. It's, no. It, no that, well, because you talk can, of it. Because you can it. still, if you, were to, if you were to franchise tag him, you can then, you have until I believe July 15th is when contract extensions on a franchise tag, are you still able to be done? So you're still able to talk contract extension. You can't trade him unless he signs the tender. Once he yeah. signs the tender, he can be traded. So if a new contract is worked out before July 15th, he should be able to be traded, sign the tender, get traded, and then sign an extension with the new team. Yeah. That should all be possible. I don't know the exact replication, like the exact wording of it, So, but that's the way I've read it. Don't forget he's representing himself. Yeah, so this could all blow up very quickly. It could. Because <laughs> his feelings will get he's in the way. That's right. That's right. Which, which also means first mistake. Which also means trade calls, anything else have to be done by him. Oh no. Oh, Ooh, this is that is very interesting that he's probably making calls himself he has, to I trade. Mean, for he, that's, he has to. He's he's yeah. the guy. Uh oh man, fascinating. So I can't wait. Yeah, tomorrow we will learn more, more clarity on the Lamar Jackson saga. All right. More clarity on what Steve Sarkeesian said that got Longhorns all amped up. They're a little upset about this statement from Steve Sarkeesian. We'll talk about it on the side. And I have two theories as to why Steve Sarkeesian is being so forthcoming with this information. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful on the horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, oh you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian had a media availability today, uh, spoke with the media after the first spring football practice for Texas football, and he made some comments about Xavier Worthy. Um, just basically, I think he was uh, just talking about how much he uh, really enjoyed having Xavier Worthy back with the football team, and that was the key there, back with the football team. And he actually went on to describe why Xavier Worthy was away from the football team. Here's Steve Sarkisian. And then the one guy was great to have back out there today, uh, which you guys didn't know, and I, I did. I tried to protect this throughout the season, but Xavier 
had a broken hand essentially the second half of the season. And so to get him back out there, he was in a cast uh, for about eight weeks or roughly. So to get him back out there practicing full speed, which was which was awesome. Anytime you're a receiver <laughs> and you're playing with a broken hand, I mean, that's, that's a pretty important aspect of your game. And uh, that guy never wanted to... To, to sit out, not play. Um, he, he came to work. He fought through it. There were days in practice where we purposely didn't throw him balls just to take some of the pressure off of it. Um, but uh, I think we're, we're going to see a version of Xavier Worthy that's going to be dramatically different um, now, that, now that he's healthy. Okay. So uh, Sark basically admitting that Xavier Worthy had an injury to his hand. Um, we know from some of the pictures, thanks to you guys on the Specs Text Line, that it's a right hand injury. Because even on his Instagram, he put out a couple of photos with a cast on his right hand. And Sark said he had the cast for around eight weeks, something like that. He's had a cast on it. It was not divulged exactly when during the season that Xavier Worthy hurt his hand, so we don't know exactly when it is. But we do know that most of the season, and hell, even you know, late in the season, uh, Texas force-fed the football to Xavier Worthy. And Xavier Worthy's drop rates increased exponentially. Uh, he was dropping key passes. We're talking about even on third down. And the problem that I have is that depending on the severity of the injury, which you know we still don't really know how severe it was, he obviously he could play through it, but Xavier Worthy was being schemed specifically and targeted on certain concepts, even on, on money downs, a third down. And I do wonder if you're Sark and you knew that he was hurting, and you also and, and we watched Texas force feed the football to Xavier Worthy, even in double teams, being double teamed by the opponent. Yep. We got to get the football to Xavier Worthy. And now we know on top of them throwing into double teams to get the ball to what they think is their best playmaker in the, in the passing game. And I don't disagree with that. Um, but they also were throwing to an injured player, too. And so I have two kind of random theories about it, because someone texted me and said, why would Sark even say this? Like, what's the reason? What's the reason for Sark revealing this information? It was unsolicited. Nobody, he could have just given this to Chip Brown or Anwar Richardson and they had been done with it. They would have leaked it and we'd have been done. All right? He didn't have to necessarily address it. And then people would have been like, man, Man. no wonder. Then then maybe he gets asked about it, but I think it's a little easier for him to move on. I think the reason he brings it up, this is my theory. This is Rod B's theory. I think he brings it up because I I think he, because did Sark, I don't know when, he either went to the combine or hung around coaches. I, this, I believe this week, considering that the NFL Pro Day coming up too, I believe he's mm. talked to some NFL coaches. Don't know how, in person, over the phone, whatever. I think he's, he's an NFL guy too. Mm-hmm. He's talked to some NFL coaches, and they're talking a lot about prospects now, about players coming out. What do you think about my guy? I like your guy. I think he's great. And then inevitably they start talking about the guys who are still on campus. Right. Because a lot of these coaches, when they go to Pro Day, they're going to go to practice too. and go watch the Texas players. They go to one practice, like, I might as well watch a practice so I can see JT Sanders or Kelvin Banks. See these guys just coming up. Get a little, you know, get a little little uh, start. Get a little jump start on my evaluations. And I think somebody, I think he's got some negative reviews about Xavier Worthy from Mm. probably more than one NFL scout. And I bet he said, I got to, I have to tell them. Right. Oh, you know he broke his hand. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he broke his hand. That's, what, uh, that's why that's, that was the reason for the regression. And I think he came out publicly to advocate for Xavier Worthy to let everybody know. No, no, no. The reason for the regression, which was obvious to everybody, he regressed. Mm-hmm. 
was the broken hand. That's the reason for the aggression, which makes sense and tracks. My question as a football theorist would be, well, why, did the, why didn't the offense change? Why didn't the passing game transition to weaponize and highlight a Jay Witt more or J.T. Sanders more or the other Bijan Robinson in the past game rather than force feeding the football in double coverage to a player with a hurt hand. And another theory I got, so I think he was, I think he was talking to the scouts too, not just you fans, to the scouts as well. Like, hey, this is why this guy regressed. He's going to be great once he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And number two, as to why would Sark continue to throw the ball in double coverage <laughs> to a player with a hurt hand? There's a theory. This a theory. Could be. Could be off about this. There have been several reports of Xavier Worthy thinking about you know going where the grass may be greener. Other other schools wooing him. He's even admitted this uh, that schools offered him cash. All right, via the transfer portal in the NIL world uh, to come play for them rather than play for Texas. <laughs> Listen, I know nobody wants to admit it because it's 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 a shady world now, the NIL transfer world. But the truth is, if Xavier Worthy. Threatened to leave Texas. I mean, what is Sark going to do? Other than give him his targets. Just saying. I'm not, like I said, it could give me a better reason other than why you force feed the football in double covers to a guy with a hurt hand. Just saying. Like, that's how, that's the world that we live in. I'm not saying that that's exactly, that's my theory as to why. I got to find a better reason as to why we're forcing it. Instead of giving Jay Witt more reps and snaps and targets, right. instead of giving JT Sanders more targets, instead of giving Bijan more targets in the past game, we're going to force feed the football to Xavier Worthy, who's great, and I love Xavier Worthy, but to a guy with a hurt hand in double coverage. Hey, man, I got to keep that guy happy because he ain't happy. And y'all all know there's been a lot of whispers that he ain't been happy. He may want to be gone. And if you want to be gone, then you got to make sure that you make the necessary adjustments with your scheme. That may be the only thing I can think of as to why it would be going down that way. Man, there, there's so much to unpack on that last part for the University of Texas, if that's the case. If that is the case, and I mean, you and I know the real deals, and most of the time we 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 hear whispers as well, and We've had some good authority on some situations that we're just sitting here, but I I just don't see how the University of Texas's program goes to that point. Um because it costs you ball games. And that's the thing that is hard to to stomach. Because if that is the case, and that's the security, let's go back to the security part of it. Maybe Coach Sark is secure in the fact of not worried about the winning and the losing. He saw the improvement of eight games. Still need to know when the injury occurred, number one. Number two, you start looking at this and you're saying that the organization and the the, the university is being held hostage by one player? It's a theory. No, no, no. I'm not saying you. It's a theory. I'm just saying in this theory. It's a theory. And it's a, it's a frustrating type of theory because I never thought that this university, if this theory is true, would ever have to resort to that. It's not a quarterback. It's a wide receiver. You can get other ones. You can recruit. You, you're supposed to be able to draw up offenses regardless. To be fair, you, you can't even find a third wide receiver this year. But again, 
This is the University of Texas. I just throw it out there. I'm and saying, you're supposed to be a master, not a mastermind. I don't want to give them a mastermind, but you're supposed to be an offensive type of mindset that you should be able to scheme anybody, anybody he, open. To be fair, he was schemed open a lot. He just dropped them. So, <laughs> but also double coverage. Like, but there's somebody's he, open. There's he, other guys. Why don't you? If he's got a broken hand. Let's go somewhere else because he, the, uh, the risk reward is not there. That's what I'm saying. Somebody give me a better theory. Somebody, please give me a better theory as to why we are throwing the to X Man in double coverage continuously. We all came on this damn show and said, "Why are we force feeding the football to X Man? If they're double teaming him, football is a numbers game. Somebody's open. Somebody's in man to man coverage. If they're double teaming him, and they did it consistently, right? Okay, so if they're force feeding the football to him, which they did, all right." And now we know on top of that, we have information that he was hurt too. So he wasn't even totally entirely healthy, which yeah. makes perfect sense when we watch him not being able to play through contact, when we watch him dropping footballs that are easily mm-hmm. for him to catch. So my point is give me a better theory than mine. That's what I want. I don't want my theory to be right. That'd be a ridiculous theory. Yeah, I, give me a better yeah. one then as to why we are force feeding the football in games, all right, to X Man who is hurt and also being double covered. Give and, me one. Please, somebody. And the other part of this was that was unsolicited. We didn't need to know that. And I just told you why. Because he he talks to me in the NFL But I'm said, saying just. X-Man, he's on our radar right now because I got to tell you, his film, looked, it was gross last year. And he said, no, 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 he was hurt, man. And they were like, oh, I didn't know that. And he talked to another scout who said the same thing. He said, oh, man, I didn't know. So you guys don't know he was hurt. I need to spread that information because nobody knows. But and even so then, you told a couple scouts, and those other scouts can keep that to themselves, and nah, that way nah, they're nah. the ones that are it's, still coming here. It's also here. the court of public opinion that he also needs his player, I feel Xavier you. Worthy. I feel you. He it. needs him also to be found, you know, obviously not guilty, but yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he needs him to kind of walk through the raindrops. He got criticized a lot on social media last year, too. Then, so he, he, should have ba- then he should have been able to bounce that off of us at the end of the season. Why now? Your last pre- press conference, all of that stuff. Because he when- just found out the stock of Xavier Worthy is dropping. And he's got to advocate for Xavier Worthy. Just found out. This is scouting season. So he's talking to scouts who are saying, no, 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 he's not, no, he's not that high on our radar, man. He's, he had a really bad year. He's like, oh, you guys don't know. I need to tell everybody. It's no theory. This guy was hurt last year. That's why he regressed. At the farewell so press conference. scouts and talking to fans. At Get the last my press conference at the, at the bowl game. We all, everybody was eating him alive on social media. They everybody were. was eating him alive in the court of public opinion. Why couldn't you at the end of that? Because he did drop passes in the bowl game. He did. He was wide open on a couple passes where they were critical passes. Why couldn't you say, hey, guys, I just want y'all to know right now, regardless of if it's the scouts or whatever it was, the scouts listen to that too because they've been watching everything that we've well, been watching. Why he, couldn't you he, give it to If it comes out, then it's more of an excuse. You lost the game. We still got an excuse now because no, of what no, no, happened no, no. with you the come drops. Out, if, if, if immediately after that game you come out and be like, hey, guys, Xavier Worthy's hurt. Because one of the big storylines of losing that game was what? The regression yeah. and the performance of Xavier Worthy. You come out right after that game. Now, two things. You blame, it sounds like you're blaming Xavier Worthy. And who won't like that? Who won't like that? Who won't like that? Xavier Worthy. Yeah. Okay. I see what so you're saying as far as, as they, again, exactly. we're still holding it up exactly. again. We're being you, held hostage if you, again. If you come out immediately after that game and say, man, Xavier Worthy's hurt, guys. That's why he had this performance. First of all, it seems like you're blaming Xavier Worthy for the loss, which don't that, that wouldn't sit well with me anyway. But if there was a question I, that was asked, it, if there was a question about I don't remember exa- if it was a question yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. If there was, My point he, is that he says it right after, it's, it sounds like an excuse. 
It yep. also sounds like you're blaming Xavier Worthy. Now, it's not an excuse, and you're not blaming Xavier Worthy. He said, I'm glad to have him back. Yeah. And then yeah. he divulged all this information. Yeah. Those are my theories. Said, Give me better theories, and yeah. I will grow with the better theories. Because yeah, I don't they, like my theories. <laughs> they don't make me feel good, but they make more right, sense right. than any other theories I've heard. Right. I agree. I agree. But I, I, to me, looking on this side, there was an opportunity. And no, you didn't have to make it as you were blaming him. You, I'm sure that there was a question. That, hey, man, what's, what's kind of gone on with what's going on with X-Men? Because there were questions that were being there asked were? throughout the season there as were? well. Agree. And even at the end of the season, when you're headed into a bowl game because you kept featuring him during the bowl game, why not say, hey, just so y'all know, we took it on the chin tonight, but X has been dealing with this He's for quite battling. some time. He's, He's been, been battling, battling all it. season. Because then we'll say, oh, this dude has been tough all year. Oh, this dude has been doing this. Okay, now it explains a lot of things that happened throughout the season because it was very uncharacteristic of the way that we saw this young man perform as a true freshman. He still put up decent numbers this year. I mean, he did some great things, and we all saw it. But when did this occur? How did this occur? Is there some things that we needed to know about it? And then the question he could have defended himself by, because I know somebody would have said, then why are you throwing to him in double coverage in this situation when you know that he doesn't have the, the, the hand strength to be able to do so? So that would be my only question, because I don't think anybody – I don't think anybody would have looked at it as an excuse. We would have been more sympathetic because dude was getting roasted by the public quarter I, public I agree, opinion. But like I said, I think we as a fan base would not have been ready to receive it that way. I agree. We, I were, agree. we were we were upset. already mad. We were already, angry that yeah, he lost that yeah. game, that he had a chance to win that yep. game. And once again, Coach Steven showed up instead of Coach Sark in yeah. key moments. And we were upset about that. And I think we'd have just lashed out. He just said that and we'd be like, man, that's an excuse. Yeah. You're making excuses again. And then we went back to, well, why the hell are you force-feeding him the football then? Yep. Yep. So either way, we'd have come back to a very inconvenient, unfortunate truth. No doubt. Which is, I just think Sark made a miscalculation. Sorry, Coach Steven made a miscalculation. <laughs> he did. He should have changed the offense yeah. slightly for to, to try to highlight other players in the passing like game. Like a B. John Robinson. Like a J.T. Sanders. Like a J.T. Yes. Yeah, so that's all. All right. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll get off the Great record. Great discussion. On the other side. Yes, good stuff there. Uh, we come back. We'll get into this off the record right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 Horn. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Uh, I wanted to get to off the record, but we don't have enough time to jump to off the record. Uh, so we'll just kind of continue our conversation. I was reading a um, a quote, or at least a quote from Sark's media availability from C.J. Vogel. He put it out there, so I'll give him credit. Um, but it's, actually, it's a transcript of the uh, interview, or at least a few questions and answers. And in the last part of it, when Sark's being asked about why he wasn't more transparent about the injury, he said, uh, because I don't have to tell you that, um, the question was, okay, I understand, but Xavier Worthy clearly um, had a year that people were questioning kind of what was going on. This would have been a pretty big development. And Sark said, quote, and our opponents would have known too. So we have a lot of injuries that can occur on our team that may not keep a player out of games that we don't disclose. Um, he said to protect the player uh, and to protect the program. And the question uh, retort to that was, in hindsight, do you wish you played somebody else over 
X-Men. He said, he said, quote, I felt like he was the best option. Yeah, he was the best option to play, no question, but to target gratuitously. <laughs> uh, that would be the question. Gosh, man, I'm just... Ugh. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's got people worked up. Like I said, it's, there was no reason for Sark to relay this information. There was no reason for him to be this forthcoming. That's where my conspiracy theory starts. Otherwise, why tell anybody unless he just like uh, was feeling that excited and he yeah. just my thing was I, I think you know I think Sark's smarter than that. Sark Sark had a purpose behind yeah. revealing this information and I'm just trying to get to what the purpose was behind him for re- revealing the information. Um but yeah, I think he should just gave it to, to Chip Brown or Anwar Richardson or somebody like that. Right. Whoever, just give it to yeah. one of those guys. Give it to them. Give and it let to them Joe Cook. It. Yeah, you know what I mean, let let them guys break it, and that's that's how you, that's how you Bobby do, Burton. Somebody. Give it to Bobby Burton. That's, you know that's how you that's how you operate these yeah. days. You operate like that. You give it to one of those guys. You let them break it. Do me a pro solid. Pro. Yeah. yeah. And then then you get asked about it, and then you go, yeah, you know, but it was no big deal, and you can move on. Right. But now, yeah, straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, huh? We've been waiting on a football story. Yeah. <laughs> You're we like, huh? One. Yeah. So, because uh, it, 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 I, I can't wait to find out more information about it because I know the uh, the great media entities and all the great uh, folks that cover the Texas football program are now diving into it. So we'll have some more details about it. And also we'll hear from Sark tomorrow. We'll have actual audio from yep. the Steve Sarkeesian media availability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you might be able little, to hear it for yourself. You'll hear it for yourself. <laughs> but a little Steven in there too. I think that was Steven that we played for you. But Sark was most of the media availability. We come back. We'll, we'll play a cut about Jerry Jones. Oh, this is the gaslighting clip because he's there actually comparing uh, Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott Scott's impact potentially because the impact that Tom Brady made with the Patriots. Woo! Yes, that is real. We'll come back. We'll discuss that. And the Longhorns at the Combine will talk about how they performed. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.